millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Good evening, everyone. Excuse me, I have a bit of a frog in my throat. (coughs) If you were watching Baseless Conspiracies last night, you got the joke. If you didn't, go to my Telegram and see all the cool pictures of frogs, toads, and lizards that I posted for your viewing pleasure. As I note in my Telegram channel, I was that kid catching frogs. I was down there at the pond... Seeing if I could transfer eggs into my own private backyard pond, raising toads up. Anyways, we've got a lot to talk about today, guys. First of all, uh, I want to talk about something that I've seen people sharing that they're using as evidence to suggest that all of our debts have been paid off. They haven't. Uh, So just a a brief rundown on what's happening there. As you see on the thumbnail, former D.C. Police Chief Stephen Stephen Sund blew the lid off the January 6th narrative. Articulate says, I'm here today, but a very sad, tragic day for my family. My son's home burned to the ground and they lost everything and two precious pets. They barely made it out, but their dogs barked and alerted them. Oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. Well, sit back, relax, and we'll be right back after this. 
Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money can help you do that. With my digital money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through my digital money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also also a standard trading account, and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with MyDigitalMoney.com. Once again, that's MyDigitalMoney.com. The link is in the description box below. And I should also tell you they have excellent U.S.-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833 3-6-2-0-0-8. Invest with mydigitalmoney.com today. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Articulate, I am so sorry to hear about that. Uh, their son's home burned down with all of their possessions and, and two vehicles, I suppose. Uh, I, I can only say I sincerely hope that they had insurance on the home because that's exactly what that stuff is for. Uh, if they were paying a, uh, on a mortgage, then they would have to have insurance. And I suppose the only, only silver lining here is that it may take time, but they will be made whole. They will be restored at the end of the day. So uh, they say that they're in uh, Tempe, Arizona. So Articulate, I don't know if you want to give out an email address or something like that. I see a lot of people who are willing to help out. Certainly, you and your family are in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, I, I would hope that anybody who is there in Tempe that might be able to assist in any way that you need to kind of get you through this difficult time, that they would probably do it. She says, yes, they had insurance. And everything, but probably not enough to cover from over the years. Yeah, you know, quite honestly, I, I'm, I'm definitely aware. I mean, people uh, tend to accumulate a lot of stuff over the years. Um, I suppose that uh, the insurance company is going to ask them to, you know, give a, a detailed listing of everything they had. And, you know, I mean, I, I have to be honest, I, I you saying this makes me think, you know, our homeowner's insurance only covers so much. And uh, to be frank with you, with the inflated values of homes that we have here in Florida, I know that the insurance would only be enough to cover off my mortgage. It certainly wouldn't end up paying for all of the other stuff I lost. So I, I really hope that they're in uh, a better place than that. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear it. All right. Well, again, keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Keep my friend Josh, uh, uh, laser engraving from um, Truth Social. Hold on. Let me actually get you guys his handle, JM Laser Engraving. He just recently learned that, unfortunately, um, he uh, he just learned that his father is, is passing away. Um, his father, I guess, has stage four 
cancer. He's very sick. He's in the end stages of his life. Let me take you over here to the post. And, uh, of course, I'm going to have to manually bring up the page right here. And that's not it, but this is. Okay. So, uh, J.M. Laser Engraving, my friend Josh, uh, he says, everyone who's followed me on my journey here on Truth Social, my father, Michael Mastriana, is very sick and at the end stages of stage four prostate cancer. Situation is very critical. Please pray for my father. He also shares a give, send, go. Articulate if you have a give, send, go. Uh, and you want us to share it. I'll be happy to do that. And I see you saying something in the chat that I, I was going to, uh, to, to echo here. You know, things can be replaced. Uh, the thing that can't be replaced are the people we love. You know, thank God your son and his family made it out. Thank God the pets made it out. Uh, you know, uh, all of those things that we accumulate in life, whether it's, you know, clothing or trinkets or knickknacks, all those things will be able to to be made whole again. But your family, you can't put a price on that. So I'm so glad that they're okay. Um, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware also of the situation that Josh and his father are in. And uh, please keep them in your prayers as well. This is a difficult time for a lot of people. All of us seem to be just going through it. And uh, everything that we face on a daily basis is another reminder of just the cruelty of the world. But I want to remind everybody that God only gives us as much as we can handle. All of these difficult times, these lessons that we seem to be forced to endure, there's a reason for that. You know, we come through the other side of these difficult times uh, stronger at the end of the day. We are steeled, hardened against uh, the evils of the world. And uh, then when we come through those hard times, uh, we're made stronger so that we can survive even more difficult times. Because, my friends, it's undoubtedly true that there are more difficult times ahead. So stay strong, everyone. I love you all. Thank you very much for being here. Articulate, I'm sorry once again for what happened to your family, but thank God your family is okay. So I need to say thank you very much, first of all, to my Australian correspondent, Vector117. Look at this amazing new Donald Trump mugshot coffee cup. I just got it in the mail today. He actually sent a little card with it. Let me read it. He says, uh, happy birthday, gift set one. Happy birthday, Red Pill 78, Zach. I have a very special gift coming. It's going to take some time as it's kind of a big box and there's lots in it. So please accept this modest gift in the meantime. Vector, anything you want to send me, bro, is totally appreciated. And then he continues, thank you. Where we go one, we go all. Much love from Australia. Vector117.com. Please check out his website, DJ Vector. Vector117.com. Thank you so much, Vector. I appreciate it. Let me... Mm. Ah, so sweet. The tears of liberals. I can taste them because they just simply don't know what to do with themselves. Donald Trump's popularity is gaining on a daily basis. We'll be talking about that today. I don't see how I can go on the air at any time and not speak about this stuff. So I also got a letter from Scott. Now, Scott they included a donation. I sincerely appreciate that, Scott. There's a letter, and then there is uh, what looks to be maybe about 30 pages of research that he wanted to send me. So, Scott, I hope it's okay. I'm going to read this letter. If there is anything uh, that specifically identifies who you are, I won't speak it out loud. But he says, I'm writing to you because I've been watching your podcasts, and I know how you've grown over time. Uh, The very first thing I noticed about you was your natural ability to speak and communicate with others. You start, and it just flows out for as long as you want to go. It's really a gift. 
I want you to know I have some contacts that I've known for years. There are some things that I wish I didn't know, but I'm such and such an age now, and I build homes in such and such a place. I wish I could transfer my brain to yours and let you run with it. I've tried to reach out to Dan Bongino, but so many like him and others can't be reached via email. They just get too much, even me. It's a better idea to send me a paper letter, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Let's see. It's frustrating because so much gets missed, but I I want you to know that the Maui fires are everything you already know. But I want to send you to a contact of mine uh, who knows more technical details about dues than many people. Uh, Using information from uh, certain elements, he can... Uh, tell us certain information. Um, also, when it comes to the methodology, okay, I'm, uh, I guess I, I don't want to say anything more on that. Um, but okay, looks like specifically that you are going to put me in touch with somebody who will give me some detailed information about the possibility and the deadly applications that are possible with these directed energy weapons. Thank you very much, Scott. I sincerely appreciate it. Also, thank you to Lewis for sending me the uh, monthly donation that you send every single month. I, I believe that you've probably been a regular supporter of the program for longer than anybody else out there. I mean, like a month over month, like every single month without fail, it just comes. And I, I want you to know how much I appreciate it. All right, you guys. Um, I, did I talk about the situation with Russell Brand? Did I, did I think I, I feel like I've talked about it in a couple of different places. Uh, so I'm not exactly certain if I talked about it here on this channel, but suffice to say, Russell Brand, he was kind of just your typical leftist guy. Uh, he was, you know, caught up in uh, the iniquity of Hollywood, drugs, alcohol, sex with, you know, unnamed partners. Anyways, a couple years ago, he got sober and he kind of cleaned his whole life up. And then once he got sober, he started actually thinking about the way the world worked and the messaging in Hollywood and uh, the the control grid that that these uh, elites have set up for us uh, throughout all of these various institutions and not only American society, but society at large. So, Russell Brand began doing a program of his own, and he was kind of, you know, uh, not towing the liberal line anymore. He he was moving closer to the center, kind of, you know, uh, um, a less prominent Joe Rogan type of figure, almost, I guess I might say. But very recently, Russell Brand had RFK Jr. on the show, and coinciding with that, a hit piece came out in a mainstream media publication. Now, what they did is uh, they went and reached out to four former girlfriends of Russell Brand. These were all women that he dated, and they got them to relay a story about something bad he had done. I'm not exactly certain of the specific claims, but I don't care. It doesn't matter to me because I think it's all disingenuous. If these women had believed they had been sexually assaulted, they would have went to the police instead of going to this reporter. Uh, I think it's at the Independent or something like that. But we don't know what they gained as a result of doing the story. Um, I think it's likely that uh, this was a, a coordinated hit on Russell. Russell Brand, as a result of that article, as a result of simply accusations, no evidence of any wrongdoing, he had his YouTube channel demonetized. 
Uh, obviously, he does his show on Rumble. It's a lot different over there on Rumble in terms of the amount of money you can make if you are like a, a channel that's unrestrained. Um, I don't know if Russell Brand has a deal with Rumble uh, to do specific advertisements uh, or if he has uh, monthly sponsors, but uh, clearly getting your revenue stream shut off at YouTube can be devastating to somebody who's at his level because it is a lot of money if you are like a top tier channel like that. Uh, in addition to that, uh, it appears that a committee chair in the UK parliament also attempted to get Russell Brand thrown off of Rumble. Look at this. Uh, this is a letter from Rumble in response to that UK parliamentarian. And I have to say, this is exactly why I love Rumble. I appreciate them so much because there has been a concerted effort in recent years to shut down the lines of communication between people like me and people like you, to shut down freedom of speech all across the world. They want to shove this term misinformation or disinformation down your throat. All that means is info that does not align with the accepted narrative. When they tell you that you're engaging in misinformation, uh, it doesn't mean that you're doing something illicit. It doesn't mean that you're engaging in behavior that is designed to, you know, make bad things happen. You're just asking questions and, and you're looking and seeing where the research goes. And quite often the research takes us in directions which are totally different from what the mainstream tells us we must believe. Case in point, Donald Trump, racist. Donald Trump, white supremacist. None of that shit's true. These people are full of it, and they're panicking because they can no longer control the information that goes into our brains. Despite how difficult they've made it to search for things, to research, to find the truth, People are still digging it up. Let's take a look at this this letter from Chris Pavlovsky. He is the CEO of Rumble. He said, today, we received an extremely disturbing letter from a committee chair in the UK parliament. While Rumble obviously deplores sexual assault, rape, and all serious crimes, and believes that both alleged victims and the accused are entitled to a full and serious investigation, it is vital to note that recent allegations against Russell Brand have nothing to do with content on Rumble's platform. It's not like Russell Brand was raping girls and then putting it on Rumble for everyone to watch. In fact, that just that never happened at all. Just yesterday, YouTube announced that based solely on these media accusations, it was barring Mr. Brand from monetizing his video content. Now, Rumble stands for very different values, which I appreciate. That's me, Zach Payne. We have devoted ourselves to the vital cause of defending a free Internet, meaning an Internet where no one arbitrarily dictates which ideas cannot be heard or which citizens may or may not be entitled to a platform. We regard it as deeply inappropriate and dangerous that the UK Parliament would attempt to control who is allowed to speak on our platform or to earn a living from doing so. Keep in mind, Rumble is not even a company that is from the UK. They're an American company. Now, they used to be a Canadian company, but they moved their headquarters to the United States of America. Old glory, the blue, red, and white stripes and stars. That is where they're at right now. The United Kingdom and the government of Britain cannot tell Rumble what to do. So, UK Parliament, you can go shove it 
where the sun don't shine. Continuing on, singling out an individual and demanding his ban is even more disturbing given the absence of any connection between the allegations and his content on Rumble. We don't agree with the behavior of many Rumble creators, but we refuse to penalize them for actions that have nothing to do with our platform. Amen. Although it may be politically and socially easier for Rumble to join a cancel culture mob, doing so would be a violation of our country's of our company's values and mission. We emphatically reject the UK Parliament's demands. Well, that's going to make the UK Parliament just a little bit touchy, don't you think? They're going to be upset now because Russell Brand can't be shut down. His ideas are so dangerous. They're no longer allowed on the internet. And following that up, I actually have a selected piece of video from Jacinda Arden, who ironically just spoke on the issue of misinformation and disinformation while she was speaking at the United Nations. Let me just get this pulled up. Now, Jacinda Arden has a particular way of grating my nerves. Uh, She's got a face like a stallion, okay? She's got a horse face. Uh, she's also totally disingenuous. She has this sickly, sweet nature to her voice, and she would like to have people believe that she cares about the people of the world, but all she cares about is towing the narrative. All she cares about is propping up the exact same deep state garbage that we've been trying to tear down for the last several years some of us for decades. So let's take a listen. Well, let, me, let me get past this ad real quick. This week we launched an initiative alongside companies and nonprofits to help improve research and understanding of how a person's online experiences are curated by automated processes. This will also be important in understanding more about mis- and disinformation online, a challenge that we must, as leaders, address. Sadly, I think it's easy to dismiss this problem as one in the margins. I can certainly understand the desire to leave it to someone else. As leaders, we're rightly concerned that even the most light-touch approaches to disinformation could be misinterpreted as being hostile to the values of free speech that we value so highly. She's lying. You don't value free speech, Jacinda Arden, and you're right. The slightest efforts to stop disinformation or misinformation is exactly how you described it, an infringement on free speech. You may not like my speech, but it is my freedom to utter it. You cannot stop me from saying what I want to say, from what I believe, or from what the facts of the matter may be if they differ from the narrative that you're attempting to sow. But while I cannot tell you today what the answer is to this challenge, I can say with complete certainty that we cannot ignore it. To do so poses an equal threat to the norms we all value. After all, how do you successfully end a war If people are led to believe the reason for its existence is not only legal, but noble. How do you tackle climate change if people do not believe it exists? (laughs) How do you ensure the human rights of others are upheld when they are subjected to hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology? But 
if the hateful and dangerous rhetoric and ideology is coming in the other direction, well, that's fine. If you're a Christian, you know, you don't have a protected class. You don't get to wonder what it's like if people come to you and pretend that you shouldn't exist. You just have to put up with it. You just have to allow it to happen. Did you hear her? How can we stop a war? How can we stop a war if we can't get to the heart of what people believe? How? How can we stop climate change if we can't convince people it doesn't exist? The weapons may be different, but the goals of those who perpetuate them is often the same. And and she is equating speech, free speech, with weapons of war. Now, on that note... I will say that Jacinda Ardern is onto something because psychological operations and propaganda have been a majorly successful tool of world powers such as the Five Eyes and such as many other countries that have existed throughout time. To cause chaos and reduce the ability of others to defend themselves, to disband communities, to collapse the collective strength of countries who work together. But we have an opportunity here to ensure that these particular weapons of war do not become an established part of warfare. (laughs) In these times, I'm acutely aware of how easy it is to feel disheartened. We are facing many battles on many fronts. Now, let me just ask you this, Jacinda. Are you trying to put yourself into the position of the people? The same people who are existing in that disheartened state because of the world people like you have created? Or is it that you and the elites are disheartened at the fact that we no longer swallow your bullshit? I ask you in all sincerity. But there is cause for optimism. Because for every new weapon we face, there is a new tool to overcome it. For every attempt to push the world into chaos is a collective conviction to bring us back to order. We have the means. We just need the collective will. So essentially, she's saying that we have the tools necessary to quiet the plebs, to force them into submission, to force the voices from coming out of their throats. That's what she's referring to. I think that it truly is that she and the elites are dismayed at the fact that the people are not going along with their plans anymore. You know, you have put yourself right out there into the open, Jacinda. You showed people your ass, and we know exactly who you are. You also showed people your penis. Let's be honest here. All right, so done with Jacinda Arden. Now, I want to talk about another piece of what I consider to be propaganda a psychological operation that's designed to perhaps lead you down a path to make you believe something that isn't true because it isn't. This is a document which might say it's restricted, and it's listed as coming from the Office of Military Settlements. But when I show you what the Office of Military Settlements is, I think you'll understand why I say this is a forgery and a fake. Uh, The person who wrote this document is a man by the name of 
He calls himself General Daryl Zelaney. And he puts the Office of Military Settlements at 305 North 2nd Avenue, number 235 in Upland, California. Now, from my research, General Daryl Zelaney, at least as far as 2013, when he was retired from the Canadian military, was only a captain. So I don't know how between 2013 and 2023 he rose up a couple of ranks, uh, but that's what he writes on his signatures when he puts out papers and documents and such. Uh, so this document here from the Office of Military Settlements has a letter written to Donald Trump uh, congratulating him on uh, his new election uh, and saying that uh, essentially uh, he wants to, as the secretary and administrator, uh, send over a gift that will be used for the benefit of the people. Allegedly, it was a check for something like $21 trillion. And they say it was delivered to the Bureau of the Fiscal Service at Parkerburg, West Virginia at 3.40 p.m. on March 21st, 2017. The instrument is directed to the attention of Commissioner Cheryl Morrow. You now have the opportunity of solvency and to issue interest-free USN, as did President Lincoln in 1862. So General Zelaney alleges to be the trustee of this shadowy organization, also known as the USG. Well, hang on just a second. Um, oh, do, do, do. oh, wow. The document that was in here has been removed. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. Office of Military Settlements at the US, UNGSE. UN, they are uh, insinuating that it's associated with the United Nations. It's not. It's just a, a web page, UNGSE.org, that has been offline since, I don't know, uh, 2016 or something like that, basically since President Trump came into office. And uh, it has uh, links to enter uh, these official United Nations websites. They're in different languages. Now, if you click on one of those links, it's going to take you to the official United Nations website. So it makes it appear as if this website is connected to the official organization of the United Nations. What does UNGSE stand for? NEO, the United Kingdom of God, Sky, Earth. Okay, it's just, it's, it's an organization, but it's a made up organization. Let me take you to photographs of, uh, 305 North 2nd Avenue, number 253 in Upland, California. Here, first of all, we have an image of a gentleman cutting down a tree with a chainsaw. That seems to be a residential building. Uh, but there are 500 or so photographs on Google Maps, which tell you, uh, what actually is listed here. Turns out it's the Upland Farmer's Market and Street Fair. Uh, it's simply a place where people rent booths uh, to put on street fairs, basically. So hold on. Let me see. I can't even get to any additional photographs here. This is the only one that's showing up. Uh, but regardless, it's it's not a, an official government building. And General Daryl Zelaney, uh, if you do a little bit of research on him, you'll find he's also connected to this other group called uh, Swiss Indo, which is a, another organization that alleges to be paying off the debts of countries. Here's the thing. 
None of those debts have actually been paid off. Like they still exist. Uh, we have never received checks. Uh, I don't believe we're going to receive checks. I don't think that we're waiting for a quantum financial system. I think that our best bet at ending the Fed and moving into something else is going to be a gold-backed currency. At the time that the uh, federal government is ready to exit that arrangement with the uh, the, the Fed itself, uh, we're going to see a revaluation of the currency and we're going to see uh, a, uh, a movement to a gold-backed currency. And at that time, our money may be worth far more than it is right now because if it's tied to the actual gold value uh, and, and gold value rises uh, far above what it is today, uh, then, yeah, that would mean that our money would become much more valuable. Uh, and so that's the way I think that we're going to see our bank accounts increase. That's the way I think that we're going to see perhaps our debts go away. I don't think anybody's going to go pay off my debts. To me, the idea of Nasara Gasara has always sounded like a, a communist uh, wet dream uh, because it, it means that you don't have to work for anything. You know, you, you just get to sit back and somebody else pays your debts. Nobody's ever paid my debts, and uh, I have never expected that somebody else was going to. But again, uh, just to show you here, as of 2013, Captain Daryl Zelaney with the Royal Canadian Air Force, retired, was only a captain. At that time, he was working to uh, fight against the Canadian foreclosure system. Uh, seemed like he had a home that was going to be foreclosed, and uh, somehow he parlayed that into an organization that supposedly is paying off debts. Um, again, this uh, this document here that he has uh, produced uh, you know, much of it is uh, completely un, uh, uncheckable. Uh, you've got the uh, this uh, this supposedly private issued check for twenty one trillion dollars from Daryl Clayton Zelaney, uh, and uh, you've got it supposedly being delivered to the government. Uh, there is a UPS tracking number, but you know, if that is a real UPS tracking number, we have no idea what was inside there. Uh, you have uh, people who apparently received it. Uh, you have uh, this document here, which claims to be United States of America Department of State. And uh, again, this is from John Kerry. I think that this one may actually be a copy of a genuine document, but then it's attached to all of these other documents. None of this is anything that we can uh, say with any certainty is true. And based upon my research of Daryl Zelaney himself, I would say that it is uh, likely a fraudulent pipe dream. And uh, I'm sorry to say that uh, there are people out there who are telling you that our debts are paid off because as far as I'm concerned, we unfortunately still have them. So uh, now I would like to move on. Uh, to a little bit of information regarding Donald Trump Jr., unfortunately for him. <clears throat> Someone hacked his Twitter account, and uh, I would like to use this as an opportunity to suggest that each and every one of you uh, make sure that you use a very complicated password, something that's not going to be easily guessed, uh, like don't do Trump 2024 exclamation point or something like that. Uh, because uh, if people know anything about you, they can figure it out pretty quickly. Um, they make programs that do brute force password um, uh, attempts. So they will gather intel about you from your social media, and then they will take stabs at what that password might be. Because there are ways that these programs can figure out how many characters are in the password. Even if, let's say they, they hack into your computer and they're watching you. 
and uh, they watch you type in your password. That's something that could totally happen. Uh, but anyways, uh, the person who hacked into Donald Trump Jr.'s account was not a friendly. I think that goes without saying. But they got in there and they posted some bizarre and uh, some might say disturbing messages. They also uh, made the fake announcement that President Trump had died. Uh, here you can see this at uh, 8.25 this morning. I'm sad to announce my father, Donald Trump, has passed away. I will be running for president in 2024. Uh, then it uh, goes on to say that uh, this just in, North Korea is about to get smoked. Then F. Joe Biden, stupid ass N-word. Uh, he said it a number of times. Also, I F'd your girl, Logan Paul. Uh, this just in... <laughs> Tags Aiden Ross in the North Korea one. So clearly this is like a a younger person. Uh, Some interesting messages with Jeffrey Epstein. My dad owes you Elon, owns you Elon Musk. Bum. Richard Hart is innocent. When I become president, I'm going to burn the SEC. I'm not sure who Richard Hart is. Uh, and then, uh, he mentioned twice that Donald Trump had, uh, had passed away. Now, all of these posts were removed just before 9 a.m. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., uh, I'm sure he was able to get a hold of Elon Musk and say, hey, shut it down. It's not real. Mm. And uh, he actually wrote on his Instagram, listen, if anybody can get me the phone number of the hacker, it's probably time for me to hire my own social media guy, LOL. Uh, Also, Eric Trump responded on his Twitter. He said, "Uh, I'm not so sure that I want this to stop because it's just so entertaining. It was certainly uh, pretty funny this morning uh, as it was going on. Um, you got to have a good sense of humor about this stuff. Obviously, the person who hacked into his Twitter account did not have uh, good motives in mind, but you know, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Okay. So, mm, continuing, continuing on. Pennsylvania, uh, just yesterday, it was announced that they are switching to a brand new automatic voter registration system. That should give no surprises to anyone out there. Uh, Pennsylvania was stolen in 2020. I believe they stole it again in 2018. I believe they stole it again in 2022. Every single time, I'm sorry, they stole it in 2020 and 2022. uh, And they're going to try to steal it in 2024. And when they have Democrats in charge, uh, when one of their senators is a a mental patient, uh, a stroke victim, uh, you know that they have to cheat if they're going to maintain that control. So Josh Shapiro, who, if I'm not mistaken, was the attorney general before he became the governor, uh, announced that they're going to be automatically registering to vote anybody who gets a driver's license. That that creates an immediate problem because uh, oftentimes uh, in places like Democrat-run states, illegals are able to get a, a driver's license. Uh, in a place like California, just about anybody can walk in and get a driver's license, even though they like to say that uh, a driver's license shouldn't be required or IDs shouldn't be required because people of color don't have the ability to figure out how to get them. I don't know. That always seemed like implicitly racist to me. But he said today, I'm proud to announce that for the first time ever. Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that I would bring automatic voter registration to Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. How is it a barrier for legal eligible voters? Because I would hazard a guess and say that those legal and eligible people are nine times out of 10, they're going to have a driver's license, right? 
uh, they're going to come in and when they get a driver's license, they're going to be offered to have the right to register to vote. And not to mention, you got people walking around all over the place asking you if you are registered to vote. And if you're not registered to vote, they'll register you right there on the spot, especially in Democrat-run states such as this. He says, this is a key to make our elections more secure. How? How Governor Shapiro? Tell me exactly how this makes our elections more secure. All it's going to do is uh, allow for perhaps illegal and ineligible people to register to vote because you're just going to do it for them without even asking them what their status is. Let's take a listen to this hogwash. National Voter Registration Day. And today, I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring automatic voter registration in Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key step to make our elections more secure, adding important levels of verification to the voter registration process. And by expanding voter registration at our DMVs will save taxpayers time and money, reduce the number of costly paper registrations, and streamline voter registration for Pennsylvanians. Look, this is common sense. You already provide proof of identity, residency, age, and citizenship at the DMV. All the information you need to register to vote. We're making our state government work better for the good people of Pennsylvania. No matter who you choose to vote for or what your views are, I hope you'll make your voice heard. Now more than ever. We- because you have no choice. We're going to make you make your voice heard. Now, Josh Shapiro, let me tell you, the one thing that would really make our elections secure and elections in Pennsylvania secure would be to clean up the voter rolls. Because you know, as well as I do, that those voter rolls are full of dead people, illegal people, duplicate registrations. I mean, there are literally hundreds of different ways that you and your party and even Republicans, let's just say the Uniparty, stacks the deck against legal applicants to vote in states such as Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, obviously having a little bit of fun there with the dancing. Uh, but Josh Shapiro, he knows exactly what he's doing. He is simply fortifying the election for the steal, which is going to be on again. Uh, I hope the people of Pennsylvania step up. Okay, if you live in Pennsylvania, we need you. We need you 100%. You need to be there on election day. We need you to work in the polls. We need you to work in the count rooms. You know, we were in a very, very different time back in 2020 with uh, with COVID and people feeling, I don't know, uncomfortable, making other people uncomfortable. I don't care. I'm going to make your ass uncomfortable this time. I'm going to get right up in your face. There's no way that you're going to tell me that I can't stand there and verify the work that you're doing. And I pray across this country that patriots in every single count room, every single precinct, every single clerk's office have the same courage to do that. We cannot be shut out of this process again, or I guarantee it, they're going to do the exact same thing. Now, don't let your knowledge of their corruption stop you 
from working to undermine it. Because that, my friends, is the only way that we're going to successfully sniff these rats out. I don't know. What's a good way to kill a rat? Set a a, a big trap with a big old chunk of cheese and just watch as they stick their neck in it. Because that's exactly what they're going to do. I'm guaranteeing you they're going to attempt to steal the 2024 election. And we've got to be ready to get out there and prove it. All right. Now, yesterday, I did not think that I didn't get a chance, rather, to talk about uh, the uh, Sarah Ashton Cirillo situation. Sarah Ashton Cirillo is a transgender U.S. citizen, English speaking spokesperson for the Ukrainian military and the Ukrainian government, I guess. Uh, Sarah Cirillo has been over there in Ukraine since the very beginning, posting death threats uh, against a non-friendly reporters, people who chose not to back up the, uh, the, the, the deep state's rhetoric and the narrative they've been spinning, the lies they've told about the reasons this war started or the lies about atrocities that are being committed by Russians when they're actually being committed by Ukrainians. There was also a couple of British soldiers, mercenaries who went to fight uh, on behalf of the Ukrainians and they were just murdered like their bodies were just found. Shit is a mess in Ukraine, guys. And Sarah Ashton Cirillo is a mess, too. First of all, that's a wig. All right. That's not his natural hair. Uh, I do think that these are, are uh, uh, surgically implanted as well. But uh, more than anything. Uh, this person's brain appears to be infected with worms. Uh, and I want to be very clear. They're, not all trans people are like this. Uh, Sarah Ashton Cirillo is uh, a total isolated nutbag case. Uh, but there are plenty of nutbag cases out there just like this person. So why is this person back in the news? Well, yesterday it was announced uh, in a video that was produced for official Ukrainian propaganda uh, that uh, they were going to be putting to death any media or people associated with the Russians if they got their hands on it. Uh, there was uh, at one time a kill list for journalists and uh, Russian-speaking people who were speaking out against the Ukrainian regime. Uh, one such person was Gonzalo Lira, who I believe may actually be dead at this point because he was held in a Ukrainian prison uh, on a number of occasions. But the last time he had to buy his way out, pay something like seventy five thousand dollars to get out. And then once he got out, uh, he was attempting to cross the border into Hungary. Um, as far as I know, uh, that was the last time anybody's ever heard from him. But Sarah Cirillo wanted to put him to death, wanted to kill him. Uh, and, uh, and, and now as a result of her crazy statements, uh, making such as Russia hates the truth and their obsessive focus on a Ukrainian volunteer is simply allowing the light of the Ukrainian nation's honesty to shine brightly. Oh my God. The spokesperson did not hold back. She also said next week the teeth of the Russian devils will gnash even harder and their rabid mouths will foam in uncontrollable frenzy as the world will see a Kremlin propagandist pay for their crimes. I think that he's trying to say that they're going to actually put someone to death and and then release the footage online. This puppet of Putin is only the first of Russia's war criminals. Propagandists will all be hunted down and justice will be served. 
served, we in Ukraine are led on this mission by faith in God, liberty, and complete liberation. I think more likely people like Sarah Cirillo are led uh, by an unhealthy and unnatural obsession uh, with forcing people to accept their ideology. So it's been announced that uh, this person is now fired. Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Oh my God, it actually responded to J.D. Vance. Hold on. J.D. Vance said, uh, since I've got your attention, are you in Ukraine still planning to kill people who engage in speech that you don't like? And are there any American citizens on that kill list? Let's go ahead and see what Sarah Cirillo had to say about this before they got fired. This is Sergeant Sarah Ashton Cirillo of the Armed Forces of Ukraine. And I'd like to thank the X social media platform for carrying this exclusive message from Kyiv. There has been much discussion recently related to my role within the Armed Forces of Ukraine. Before answering some of the questions put forward by Senator Vance of Ohio, I'd like to thank all those in the U.S. who are supporting the Ukrainian people. Without Republicans and Democrats working together on behalf of Ukraine, our growing and unstoppable success on the battlefield and the inevitable victory it will bring over the Russian invaders would take significantly longer. Okay, it's already, despite the meddling of the United States and other NATO-aligned nations uh, in this proxy war, which is really between us and Russia, uh, the Ukrainian people are simply being sent to the meat grinder. Sarah Sorello might be a sergeant in the Ukrainian army, but Sarah Sorello is not fighting on the front lines. That's why they got Sarah Sorello in front of the cameras uh, broadcasting these messages of propaganda to the world uh, when uh, it, because that person would be worthless on the battlefield. Uh, and we, the American government, not the American people, continue to send money to Ukraine uh, to allow for people like Sarah Cirillo uh, to continue to have a voice online, continuing to engage in the wholesale murder of people who don't deserve it. Now, the Ukrainian Territorial Defense Force says that they are planning to conduct an investigation into the circumstances of the statements that Sarah Cirillo made on an official Ukrainian channel. That's right. They actually paid and broadcasted and produced the message, which included death threats to people who spoke out against this war in Ukraine. Uh, all of us would be included if they knew who we were. Uh, and so now that person has been suspended and there's going to be an investigation. I think that it would be hilarious if Sarah Cirillo got kicked out of Ukraine, because at that point, their life would be meaningless, absolutely meaningless. Uh, yeah, they, well, that's my love for Jesus because uh, he's not Ukrainian. He's American. <laughs> he's one of those crazy people who went over there at the beginning of the war because they're Antifa. Sarah Cirillo is like an, an old Antifa person coming from the United States mm. to engage in the murder of the Russian people. Uh, Sean Penn, another just complete clown. Uh, just produced a documentary about the war in Ukraine. Uh, it was allegedly going to be a heartwarming story about uh, the rise to power of a comedic actor in Vladimir Zelensky to become president of Ukraine, to bring peace to the continent, to bring back the human values of the West. Uh, instead, they were forced to make this documentary about the ongoing war between the two nations. Uh, and uh, I'm certain that it's going to hold the exact same propagandistic value as Sarah Cirillo's statements. Um, 
But uh, just because they say that Ukraine is gaining success in the battlefield, it doesn't actually compute to what's happening. Also, very recently, Ukraine just bombed themselves. Okay, that's how disorganized these people are. They sent a missile off. It missed its target. And then it landed on a village uh, in a crowded marketplace, killing Ukrainians. Of course, they tried to blame it on Russia. But uh, even the New York Times actually reported on it as uh, uh, as as it truly was as a Ukrainian mishap gone wrong. You guys, I got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back in just a moment. You know, a lot of people don't understand that digestive issues are frequently caused by a toxin that's present in virtually all of the, quote, healthy foods scientists have been telling us to eat with their fraudulent food pyramid for the longest time. And according to Dr. Gundry, who is a world-renowned cardiologist and best-selling author, it's these toxins that cause the issues so many people face. Millions of people nationwide are living in agony every single day. And the warning signs include weight gain, fatigue, digestive discomfort, stiff and achy joints, and even skin problems. And you see, Dr. Gundry explains these side effects are often mistaken for the normal signs of aging because they usually develop over a matter of years. You see, this is progressive. In some cases, it even takes decades. And because we've been lied to, you probably have no idea that the damage to your digestive system is likely caused by these health foods, and it's far from normal. Now, the good news is you can fix this yourself from the comfort of your own home. It's really very simple. You just have to know which foods are actually healthy and which foods contain this hidden toxin. So you can find out for yourself by clicking the link in the description below. GutCleanseProtocol.com forward slash Zach. Once again, that's gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Z-A-K. Because after years of research, Dr. Gundry has decided to release an informative video to the public, totally free and uninterrupted, showcasing exactly which foods you need to avoid. So once again, click the link in the description below to visit gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Zach and find that free video. You're going to thank me for it because it's totally free. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Thank you very much to gutcleanseprotocol.com forward slash Zach for continuing to be a sponsor of today's program. Once again, it's a totally free video. All you got to do is click that link, watch the video, and then they'll know that you saw it here on my channel and they might continue to be a sponsor. It would sincerely help out the channel. Now let's get into the real meat and potatoes of today's show. Yesterday, uh, former police chief Stephen Sund testified before the House Administration Subcommittee on oversight. And it's quite fair to say that he completely blew up the January 6th narrative. Now, this committee is led by Representative Barry Loudermilk and former U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund testified for a couple of hours. Uh, he has in the past uh, given interviews to uh, Tucker Carlson and a couple of other podcasts. I've been trying to get in touch with him through Ivan Raiklin. I'm hoping that in sometime in the future I'll be able to have him on. And then uh, also there was another police officer by the name of Tariq. I'd, I'd like to have him on as well. Uh, but Stephen Sund, in the time that he's been out there speaking about the events of January 6th, he's been pretty outspoken about uh, the lies of Nancy Pelosi and, of course, her failures at the Capitol that day that essentially led to what they consider to be an 
a quote, armed insurrection, a violent overthrow of U.S. sovereignty, when actually what it was was a whole bunch of federal agents and assets smashing out windows and then tricking people who got caught up in the moment to enter the Capitol, maybe smoke some weed in the Capitol Rotunda, carry around a couple of uh, planters and lecterns, basically engaging in stupid behavior. But it was anything but an armed insurrection. So we know that on that day, President Trump had asked for the National Guard to be there. Three days in advance, he asked for the National Guard to be there on January 6th. But it was Nancy freaking Pelosi that turned him down. She is the one who refused to call the National Guard despite the apparent warnings they had about possible violence. Now, I can tell you, so many people, millions of people showed up in D.C. on January 6th Not to overthrow the government, but to watch a speech by President Donald Trump and to demonstrate peacefully. I don't know a single person who planned to overthrow the United States government that day. Perhaps the only person who truly did was Nancy Pelosi and her ilk, because they apparently knew exactly what was going on. She also then refused to turn over any information that was subpoenaed about her culpability in the security breakdown that led to that riot that day. And and for over a year, she stymied congressional investigators. Now, Stephen Sund, who, if anybody would know what took place on that day, it would be him because he was the Capitol Police chief. He confirmed in his testimony that Nancy Pelosi was culpable, her along with the rest of the Democrats in leadership, and that Pelosi utilized him as a scapegoat and then forced him to step down as police chief. We all know that she was trying to obfuscate her own responsibility in the attack. I mean, hell, she hired a film crew to follow her on that day. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, uh, she had her daughter there with her as well. Now, the day after January 6th, Nancy Pelosi openly blamed Chief Sund for the security failures that happened that day. She insisted that she never spoke with Sund at all on the day of. However, In his testimony on Tuesday, he refuted her assertions wholeheartedly. He told the committee that he spoke with Pelosi three times on January 6th. That was while she was running around the building with her film crew. Representative Brian Steele said, Chief Sund, in your transcribed interview, you mentioned that you met with the House Sergeant at Arms regarding the National Guard prior to January 6th. Sund replied, yes, sir. Style says, and who is the House Sergeant at Arms up to and including January 6th? Well, Chief Sun said that would be Paul Irving. And the House Sergeant at Arms is appointed by whom? Well, he was appointed at that time by Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And in your transcribed interview, you mentioned that when you first brought up the National Guard to the House Sergeant at Arms in the days leading up to January 6th, that Mr. Irving said, quote, I don't like the optics, end quote. Is that correct? Uh, Yeah, that's correct. He referenced being concerned about optics. Style continues. And on January 6th, when he went to Mr. Irving to get his approval to call in the guard, Mr. Irving said he would, quote, run it up the chain. Is that correct? Son says, yes, sir. That was a telephone call. I didn't see him in person when I first made that request. Style continues, the House Sergeant at Arms is considered probably the most senior security official on the House side. When Mr. Irving says he has to, quote, run it up the chain, end quote, what does that mean? Well, Sun says, I took that to mean his leadership chain. 
Stiles says who would be in his leadership chain? He's functionally the most senior security official in the House side. Is that correct? Uh, Yes, sir. That was a telephone call. I didn't see him. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to NobleGoldInvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. I'm in person when I first made the request. Well, he's... Hold on. Why did they repeat this? Hold on just a second. Uh, uh, So the political leadership team, meaning elected officials, not another security official. Is that it? Yes, that's correct, sir. He's the top security official for the House. So running up the chain would most likely, in your opinion, is that through the Speaker's office and possibly to Nancy Pelosi? Okay, that's where it would end. Yes. 
All right, so let's park that there. And then let's jump to a second press here. In a press conference on January 7th, Pelosi called for your resignation on national television. Pelosi also stated she had not talked to you since the initial breach of the Capitol. But according to your transcribed interview, you were on the phone with Speaker Pelosi a few times. Can you explain this discrepancy? Let me remind you that Stephen Sund was under oath when he gave that testimony. Nancy Pelosi, as a member of Congress, has carte blanche to break the law, to lie to the American people, and to do generally whatever the hell she wants because she's a sitting member of Congress. Sund continued, yes, that is correct. I spoke to Pelosi three times that evening, and she went on national TV and said I'd never spoken to her, but I spoke to her three times. Three times were the first time when I went over to brief Vice President Pence at the secure location. I had called the House Sergeant at Arms Irving and told him I was going to brief the Vice President. I was also going to do a personal assessment of the Capitol. At that point, things were getting under control. I went over there. I briefed him on when we can get them back into the chambers with Mr. Irving being fully aware. He said he wanted to get Speaker Pelosi on the phone. He made a call from his cell phone at approximately 534, where I first briefed Speaker Pelosi. The second call was when I left that location. As I was walking away, I met up with Mr. Stinger, and we started walking over to the Senate to go brief the Senate when Jennifer Hemingway, I believe it was Jennifer Hemingway, handed me her cell phone. And it was Emily Barrett's cell phone calling her, and it was Speaker Pelosi on the line. Well, this was my second call with Speaker Pelosi questioning the information I'd given to Vice President Pence about when we could get back into the chambers. I assured her that information was correct. I could get them back into chamber by 7 p.m. and the call ended. That was call number two. Call number three was at 6.25 p.m. I was over at the Senate from the secure location, I mean, where the Senate had been sequestered. And on a cell phone, using Robert Karam's cell phone, they dialed leadership who was over off-site at another secure location, and I briefed all leadership on the plans to get them back into chambers. That would have been a call number three to Nancy Pelosi. Isn't that interesting? Tell me one good reason why Nancy Pelosi would lie about speaking with police chief Sund on that day. Well, obviously, she wanted to lay the blame of January 6th at his feet. And if it became obvious to the American public that she had spoken with him, it would be an increasingly difficult proposition to convince the American people to be angry enough at Chief Sund to make him the scapegoat for the entirety of what happened on January 6th. Ouch. Oh, I think I'm going to I think I'm bleeding here. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, uh, Stiles says you didn't have one call, you didn't have two calls, you had three calls. So, Nancy Pelosi's comments that she didn't speak with you are inaccurate. That is correct. And then later, he told the subcommittee he could provide documentation to prove what he was saying was accurate. Now, Gateway Pundit asked the same question I did. Why is it that Pelosi lied in her statements uh, if she wasn't worried about her own actions on January 6th? Obviously, now that we've got Republicans running the House, we need to have this investigated. Nancy Pelosi should be called in under oath. The fact that the January 6th committee did not call her in to testify and did not ask the right questions should tell you everything you need to know about the legitimacy of that kangaroo court that came under the Democrats. The only reason that that existed was to impugn 
President Donald Trump and to make the American people believe there was some overarching evidence which could prove that he somehow did something wrong on January 6th, even though it appears to me and anybody with half a brain that the true, true perpetrators of January 6th were Nancy Pelosi and perhaps the FBI. Now, listen to this. It has now been confirmed that former FBI D.C. Supervisor Don Tono was lying to House investigators about the number of FBI operatives that were embedded in crowds on January 6th. On Tuesday, House Judiciary Republicans sent a letter that included transcribed testimony from Stephen Dontono. Now, he testified that the FBI had numerous confidential human sources in the Trump crowd on January 6th. And the truth of the matter is they had so many FBI operatives in the crowd They actually didn't know how many were there. Now, doesn't that shine a little bit of light on the various times that FBI officials have been asked about how many FBI informants or FBI agents or assets of the United States government were present in the crowd on January 6th? They've all been unable to answer. Well, it turns out that they just, it's not that they didn't want to answer. I mean, I'm sure they didn't, but they couldn't answer. They didn't even know. Now, Dontono has had a number of uh, recorded failures while working at the FBI. He was the head of the FBI's Detroit field office uh, as the Bureau was investigating the alleged kidnapping of Gretchen Whitmer, the same kidnapping where the most recent defendants were just acquitted with uh, uh, complete and total exoneration. Uh, he was also uh, alleged that the testimony of the plot that was investigated by the FBI was actually instigated by the FBI uh, because the jury hearing that the Bureau's informants gave drugs to those men who were accused. Uh, also, there was sex involved. There were definitely female FBI assets and agents that were involved. Uh, those men were essentially entrapped to engage in that plot to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They wouldn't have ended up in that in that spot in their lives if it wasn't for the FBI entrapping them uh, and essentially making the plans for them and then handing it off. The entire plot itself was 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 hatched by the FBI. It was conceived by the FBI. It was initiated by the FBI and it was instigated by the FBI. Now, whether that's agents or informants, it doesn't matter because they're all on the payroll. Now, the FBI informants that were involved they were the ones who was pushing for violence, uh, for Governor Whitmer to be kidnapped and to be brutally assaulted. Uh, and it was Dontono who was in charge of that office where they ran that operation. Later, because of that operation, he got promoted to the Washington, D.C. office just before the January 6th protests and the riot. Now, in a letter that was released yesterday, Dontono told House investigators he did not know. How many informants were in the crowd on January 6th? The letter suggested that the FBI cannot adequately track the activities and operations of its informants, and it lost control of its confidential human sources present at the Capitol on January 6th. Now, later on in the interview, he told investigators that it was only a handful of FBI informants who were in the crowd that day. And for over two years, we've been trying to get this number out of the FBI, out of the DOJ, because it makes a difference. 
All right. Especially when they're trying to spin this narrative that this was an armed insurrection, that this was uh, an op that was uh, made by President Trump and uh, all of these clandestine groups. And that if you were in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, you're a traitor to your nation. Uh, You should certainly have your entire life ruined, as many people have. Well, if it turns out that a fair amount of those people who were on the front lines actually breaking down the barriers like, I don't know, a Ray Epps, perhaps, uh, or perhaps any of those masked assailants who have not been named by the FBI and not added to the most wanted lists. Uh, those people are the ones who were actually perpetrating and instigating this plot on January 6th. January 6th was another plot that was put together by the FBI and uh, and it wouldn't have been set into motion if it wasn't for their people in the crowd. So we know that the FBI infiltrated the Proud Boys. There was at least one FBI informant uh, who exonerated the Proud Boys of any conspiracy on January 6th. Of course, that was not allowed to get through, and the jury did not hear that. Uh, in July, Kara Castronova, who is a reporter for the Gateway Pundit, she released a series of whistleblower documents, text messages, and audio transcripts. Uh, from an FBI agent, excuse me, from an FBI informant named James Knowles. Now, these were his communications with his FBI handlers on January 6th. And the evidence in his communications with the freaking FBI exonerates any Trump supporters or the Proud Boys of any conspiracy or planning to storm the U.S. Capitol or even to enter the Capitol and officially to overthrow those proceedings. None of those things happened. It was all a ruse by the FBI. They also had evidence that there was no conspiracy. They had evidence that the Proud Boys never made any plans or that any others made plans to invade and take control of the Capitol. However, they ignored that information from their own operative. They ran ahead with the lies they themselves had spun simply because they needed that predication to take the election uh, and to remove any popular support for Trump or the America First movement. Now, we also know as a result of Jeremy Brown coming forward that the FBI was recruiting both men and women to infiltrate the crowds and work for the FBI on January 6th. Uh, veteran and former Green Beret Jeremy Brown came forward and said that FBI agents showed up at his house to recruit him to show up there on January 6th. This was on Thursday afternoon, September 30th at 3.45 p.m. Uh, the FBI ended up raiding Jeremy Brown's home and they actually arrested him. Uh, the charge at that time was trespassing, but then the FBI sent 20 vehicles and of course they found additional items in his house that they then went ahead and charged him with. Uh, that included a short barrel rifle that had belonged to his brother. Wasn't like, you know, he was, uh, uh illegally creating guns or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, Jeremy Brown was running for Congress and, uh, obviously if he would have won and entered the halls of Congress as a person who was attempted to be recruited by the FBI, uh, well, then perhaps he would have posed uh, quite a, a bit of danger to the power structure that's currently sitting there uh, in Washington, D.C. Now, uh, Jeremy was convicted. Uh, he has been forced uh, to remain in prison. I believe he's going to be there for several years. 
Uh, and as you know, there are many men who have been held without due process, uh, some of them for uh, as long as three years at a time. And uh, essentially, they're putting people in prison for uh, things that never happened. OK, while at the same time, we're now learning that Nancy Pelosi was the one who actually virtually ensured that January 6th would happen the way that it did. And the FBI was leading the charge. The FBI is a cancer. The FBI is a rotten cesspool, a canker in the center of America's soul. They're just as bad as the CIA. All of these federal agencies that work against our rights, who work to uh, supersede our constitutional considerations, uh, who work to hold us down, oppress us, and stop us from being able to use our voice, these people are criminals. Every single one of them. They're a dirty, blood-soaked criminal, and it's their hands that are to blame for the events that we've seen take place here in America. Now, the DOJ is not blameless. The DOJ has just as much culpability in all of this as well. And earlier today, Merrick Garland, the attorney general for one Joseph Robinette Biden, uh, testified before another committee. This would be uh, the Judiciary Committee. Uh, they were seeking to examine how the DOJ has become politicized and weaponized under the leadership of Attorney General Merrick Garland. So, Merrick Garland uh, was apparently left a stuttering mess after Thomas Massey took him to task. And I'm actually going to see if we've got the clip here. Yes, we do on this one. So let me pull up the clip. Thomas Massey questions Merrick Garland. And, You're signing the Constitution. I'm, And uh, he's asking him about Ray Epps. Oh, isn't that interesting? Ray Epps, the man who was most videoed and photographed on January 6th, but who was mysteriously taken off the radar of the FBI and the DOJ until very recently, only after we blew up their spot. Let's take a listen. You're signing the Constitution. I'm going to cite it. It's our constitutional duty to do oversight. Now, in that video, that was your answer to a question to me two years ago. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? <laughs> I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've I don't know whether there are any. I think you... Okay, Merrick Garland... Is such a worm, isn't he? I hate the sound of his voice. He is the worst. Just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were what, any. What? 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 You, you just perjured there yourself. There were any. I don't know how many. You don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again? That you don't know that there were I have any? No personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to find man. out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Ugh. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there, yet you've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's, an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah, I answer the question. I'm going to ask you one now. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, 
Shut up, Garland. Um, that, I, I, go ahead, but... Uh, in discovery, in the cases um, that were filed with respect to January uh, 6th, um, the Justice Department prosecutors provided whatever information they had about uh, the question that you're asking. Uh, with respect to Mr. Epps, the FBI has said that he was not an employee or informant of, of the uh, FBI. Uh, Mr. Um, Epps has been charged, um, and there's a proceeding, I believe, going on today on that subject. The charge is a joke. I yield to the chairman. Ah, boom! The, the time the gentleman has expired, the chair recognizes the... Uh, the Oh, he was a stuttering mess. He didn't know what to do with himself. I also want to draw your attention to the guy who's sitting right behind him, who clearly has an oh shit look on his face. <laughs> look at look at this guy. Wait, look at him. Look at him. Well, look at him. He's he's just wide eyed with his mouth agape, looking back and forth like, oh my god, oh my god, what's going on? Merrick Garland's gonna get put on for 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 perjury. Let's take a listen. Take a look at this guy. With respect to January uh, 6th, um, the Justice Department prosecutors provided uh, whatever information uh, they had oh about this is uh, the question that this you're asking. Bad. This is so uh, With bad. respect to Mr. Epps, He's the FBI has said that oh he was God. not an employee or oh, no. informant. And then he looks right at the camera. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> They know, they know I'm freaking out. Do I still look high? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he is not in a good spot. And Merrick Garland, yes, you perjured yourself. You're the freaking attorney general of the United States of America. Shouldn't surprise anybody. Now look at this. In typical, typical fashion, he deflects. After getting his ass handed to him, he deflects and he starts lecturing Congress on the Holocaust. Oh, when in doubt, always go back to the Holocaust, because that has so much to do with what we're talking about here. Merrick Garland, we don't care about your thoughts on the Holocaust. It has no bearing on the hearing where you're being asked questions about the presence of informants in the crowd on Washington, D.C., January 6th, and your personal oversight of the weaponization of the Department of Justice of the United States of America, meant to be blind, meant to be fair, meant to be balanced. It is anything but. Let me pull up this clip because I just I can't even imagine how he's going to get from point A to point B. And I need to get past this ad. Okay, there we go. And that is what we do. All of us recognize that with this work comes public scrutiny, criticism, and legitimate oversight. These are appropriate and important given the matters and the gravity of the matters that are before the department. But singling out individual career public servants who are just doing their jobs is dangerous, particularly at a time of increased threats to the safety of public servants and their families. We will not be intimidated. We will do our jobs free from outside influence, and we will not back down from defending our democracy. Third, I want to... 
It's a republic, first of all. It's a freaking republic. And you're obviously not free from the influence of outside forces. I don't believe, Merrick Garland, that you are the one who's really running the Justice Department. I mean, you've got the entirety of the deep state uniparty apparatus running Washington, D.C., telling you what to do, where to go, how to act, who to indict, and the exact moves to make at any given point. Your very existence in this equation is only because of the grace of your controllers, the handlers of your face. Explain why we approach our job in this way. The Justice Department was founded in the wake of the Civil War and in the midst of Reconstruction with the first principal task of bringing to justice white supremacists and others who terrorize black Americans to prevent them from exercising their civil rights. It's just ridiculous, okay? You know, I mean, we're fighting for civil rights. We're not white supremists, but they want to paint all God-fearing, America-first, loving friends of Donald Trump's as white supremists, okay? White supremacy, as it exists, is not what Merrick Garland or anybody else in the deep state would have you believe. It's a ruse. It's a clever ploy that they use because who who would defend white supremacy? Who would defend that type of behavior? I'll tell you who would defend it. The effing Democrats, because it was the Democrats who came up with a little thing called the Ku Klux Klan, the KKK. It was in response to the black Americans freed by a Republican president who all joined the Republican Party. They wanted to keep the black man out of politics and in the field where he belongs. That's the Democrats that we know. I said, I said, I said, the Ku Klux Klan was invented by people like you, Merrick Garland. This department's job then and now is to fulfill the promise that it is at the foundation of our democracy. It's a republic. The law will treat each of us alike. That promise is also why I am here. No, it's it, that that promise has not been fulfilled in quite some time. There is no such thing as blind justice. There's no such thing as equal application of justice. You've got rules for you and then rules for us. And we live in a very different world, Merrick Garland. You know this. Just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. My family fled religious persecution in Eastern Europe at the start of the 20th century. My grandmother, who was one of five children, born in what is now Belarus, made it to the United States, as did two of her siblings. Oh, he's going to cry? The other two did not. Oh. Oh. Those two were killed in the Holocaust. <laughs> and for, there's little doubt that but for America, the same thing would have happened to my grandmother. But this country took her in and under the protection of our laws. <laughs> he had to look at his notes. <laughs> he had to look at his notes to finish the statement. Your crocodile tears hold little value for me and for the rest of America. Who knows that you are full of it, Merrick Garland. It's a beautiful story. Oh, I'm, gl- I'm glad your grandma made it here. I'm glad she emigrated legally 
to a country that enforced the laws in the way you're LARPing right now, you're not the Attorney General of the United States. You are a live-action role player pretending to do a job that you clearly are not cut out for. Oh, it's probably a fake story. You're probably right. You are probably right. It probably is a fake story. Merrick Garland, he, you know, somebody wrote that for him, you know, probably had the notes in there, you know, voice starts to crack, begin to cry, filled with emotion. (laughs) Oh, I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. Not at all. Not at all. Oh, man, my rumble chat hasn't been working this whole time. What the heck? Oh, man, you guys. Hold on. Lord, Lord be. All right. So also today there was a hearing in Arizona, the People's Arizona Alliance. It was having to do with runback election services. They were attempting to obtain over 35,000 ballots that were inserted into Maricopa County's 2022 vote count. As you know, that $35,000 surplus for the Democrats essentially handed over the state of Arizona to the communists and to the criminal cartels that are running Mexico right now. So this elite, this election integrity nonprofit, we the people, Arizona Alliance. We've talked about them on a number of occasions. They appeared in court today for this hearing because they're attempting to get the public records that run back election services acting on behalf under contract by the government of the state of Arizona. I believe in this instance, it's specifically with the county of Maricopa. They have a fiduciary responsibility to hand over the public records that by law they must hold on to. If they are fulfilling the actions of a portion of the government, then they have to adhere to the exact same rules. So the Gateway Pundit has also reported on this extensively. Runback Election Services is a shady, shady private entity. They're in business in not only Arizona, but wouldn't you know it, son of a bitch, also in Georgia. And in both of those states, they have massive problems with mail-in ballots. In both of those states, Runback Election Services does God's work by holding on to all of those ballots for the U.S. Postal Service so that them as a federal agency, which is obviously mismanaged because the federal government can't tell it ass from a hole in the ground, they hold on to those election ballots so that when the time comes, they can just hand them right over to the precincts. I mean, they're doing us a public service, basically. Blurticus says, great show. I love the foghorn leghorn and porky pig impersonation. Oh, yes. Uh, Damn it, Janet. He did forget to turn on tip far... Tip far, LOL, Zach, sticky notes work. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I think you're talking about Merrick Garland, if I'm not mistaken. So run back election services. Uh, This this organization uh, has uh, uh, plenty of other shady connections and uh, incestuous connections that we can come up with. But the one thing I can tell you for certain is that there is no oversight of the ballots they hold on to. There is no chain of custody before they are then processed and counted by the county. It goes against the law. The law, L-A-W, which they are so fond 
of reminding us when we supposedly break the law. But in today's world, simply speaking your mind and engaging in misinformation, well, that can be breaking the law, too. Now, roughly 81% of the 1.3 million Maricopa County 2022 election voters voted by mail. And they had their ballot sent to Runbeck for signature verification. Of course, Runbeck didn't do a very good job because there were massive discrepancies in the ballot chain of custody documentation. And we saw video of people doing those signature verifications. And it was quite obvious they were just they just did. Tap, 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 tap as quickly as they could, just trying to get through. Hey, I got to get home. I, I, I got a turkey on the table. I need to eat. Penny Whitbrod says, Nurse Penny says, Nurse Penny here. You're firing on all cylinders tonight, my friend. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, people, it's easy and free and tell Zach that, yes, thank you very much, you guys. If you could, if you wouldn't mind, we're over 3,000 people over there on Rumble. I would sincerely appreciate it if you guys hit that like button. Uh, also, there are uh, several thank yous I'm going to give uh, to the people over on the foxhole. We're going to do that last. But we, the People Arizona Alliance, they filled in their special action complaint against Runbeck in Maricopa County because they were seeking those public records relating to the security camera footage of ballot receipts, which were held at the Runbeck election facility in Phoenix. Again, they are taking on the behavior and the tasks that would otherwise be completed by a government agency, in this case, an agency working under on the behalf of the uh, Maricopa County. So the footage at Runbeck's facilities could very easily prove the claims that have been made by Carrie Lake and her attorneys. They were actually sanctioned by the Arizona Supreme Court uh, because over 35,000 ballots that were sent between Maricopa County and Runback Election Services are missing the chain of custody. It makes sense. If we want to verify the chain of custody, just hand over the tapes. Hand over the tapes. Uh, we know you have them. I mean, of course, as a uh, major company uh, holding on to some very sensitive material, uh, you would have security tapes. So hand it over. Now, the record supported the claims by Lake's attorneys, but the Arizona Supreme Court ignored the argument and the math. Now, on August 30th, the Superior Court Judge Bradley Ostrowski of Maricopa County released a minute entry ordering an oral argument that was scheduled today at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time in this case for the footage that Runbeck Election Services should have because they are a public vendor for the elections. Uh, we the People Arizona Alliance said uh, this week is big. This is big week. We the People versus Runbeck oral arguments today, then Lake versus Richer on Thursday trial for the ballot affidavit envelopes. Carrie Lake's lawsuit for public 2022 voter signature verification records are going to be held, as stated in this tweet, September 21st and September 25th. Maricopa refuses to be transparent. Runback election services refuses to be transparent. If the law is applied equally and nobody's breaking it, then for what reason is it that you refuse to give this information? Now, Carrie Lake released a statement highlighting a recent court order that's related to Maricopa County's fraudulent signature verification, telling Americans that she has the utmost confidence that she will win her lawsuit. 
lawsuit. Earlier this month, there was a ruling in a separate Yavapai County court case that confirmed that Maricopa County has been incorrectly defining voter registration records and, as a result, unlawfully verifying mail-in ballot signatures. So it's kind of like one step forward, one step back. This week is going to be critical. Uh, there is no update on the oral arguments that were held earlier today, and so I'm not certain exactly what happened, but of course, our friends at Badlands do went ahead and streamed it, and uh, I think that it may still be going on. Hold on, just a second. No, okay, it was about three hours long, and... Runbeck also plays a role in election day voting. Okay. Yes. So nearly three hours. Obviously, I was unable to watch it, uh, but uh, it would be good. Oh, and then Donald Trump spoke right after that. That's correct. I had completely forgotten. It looks like uh, Ash and CanCon were the ones covering it. Let's go ahead. Let me see if I can get a couple of minutes of commentary from them. They just voted on a runback contract last year in El Paso County, and it is a sole source contract. It meet what that means. We have by law, requirements that all government contracts have to be competitive, meaning you have to get two, three, however many bids. Yeah, essentially, Runback Election Services is just handed these contracts. Like, as far as I know, nobody else is out there bidding. There's no other company that could even come close to fulfilling the actions that Runback Election Services are instituting there uh, in these various places. But you guys, before we go, I wanted to make sure I talked a little bit about the situation at the border. I, I mentioned this earlier this week. Uh, my friend, Michael Yan, who is in Panama, the Darien Gap, he's witnessing uh, illegals coming from all over the world, streaming through uh, from the southern hemisphere up to the northern hemisphere. And right now in Eagle Pass, Texas, it is a virtual nightmare. They've just issued an emergency declaration because apparently there is what they're calling a never ending line of military aged men that are coming in from Venezuela. They're actually arriving on by train. Uh, so this is clearly an organized effort to just flood the United States with military age men from all countries all around the world. And when they get enough of them here, well, then they'll have the ability to essentially just kick off a, a, a Kindle fire that, you know, covered in gas, basically. So uh, they are continuing the Biden administration is continuing to lie to the American people about the size and scope of the illegals that are coming over the border. Uh, just uh, earlier Wednesday, over 4,000 illegals crossed over through Eagle Pass. We actually have video showing just how serious this problem is. And it's just about every day I hear a new story about uh, illegals hurting, maiming, killing. Look at this. Boom. Just... I mean, this this puts the caravans that they Hola, sent under President Trump Venezuela. to shame. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and turn off the sound here because there's no reason to have it. But I mean, you guys see how it is. If there's anybody down there in Texas um, who is uh, is witnessing this and having anything uh, affecting themselves or their family, I'd really like to hear about it. Look at this. Here is the line once they get to the border. And then they're just being allowed across. You know, none of these people have identification or anything like that. All these people are just, uh, <laughs> they're virtually unaccounted for. 
There is no way to quantify the number of people that are coming across this border. You know, and certainly we uh, well, it says that many of them are men. Not all of them are men. As you can see here, we've got a man and a woman together. Um, I haven't really seen any kids. Um, here is somebody who looks like they're taking some pictures with a drone and you can see them coming across what I would assume is the Rio Grande. Um, but yes, Many, many military-aged men. That's what this looks like to me right here. Take a look at this. Get a little closer view. You know, I saw a couple of women. There is one woman right there. One woman. There's another one right there. There's two women. Three women. Three women. Three women that I can pick out in this entire crowd of people. All of these people are uh, are, are young, fit of military age, and uh, just because of the color of their skin, we can't assume that they're Hispanic. I mean, they could very easily be coming in from uh, countries all over the world, and they are. You know, I mean, uh, Michael said that uh, in at the Darien Gap, they've got Afghanis that are coming over. Uh, people know that they can make it through the southern border, and when they do, uh, they will essentially be given asylum. The United States is providing nearly $376 million in new humanitarian assistance to support vulnerable Venezuelans in Venezuela and in their generous host communities across the nation. That's going to be going to those host communities here in America. We are committed to strengthening the international response to this crisis. Uh, that is, once again, just completely disingenuous. There's a crisis right here at home, Anthony Blinken. There's a crisis of overwhelming proportions taking place in this nation. We've got people without a place to live. We've got people who are starving to death. We have children who are dying at the hands of daycare workers because they don't have enough money to live. And so instead, they're fortifying their income by producing fentanyl inside the daycare center. That's the point that we've gotten to. Now, Joe Biden apparently made the trip yesterday to New York, uh, and uh, apparently the the mayor of New York, uh, uh, Mayor, what's his name? Can't remember his name. Uh, he, uh, he, he iced Joe Biden out. He uh, completely ignored him, snubbed him, and uh, Mayor Adams, that's his name. Um, Probably because Mayor Adams and and the city of New York as a uh, sanctuary city, they are all too keenly aware of just how bad this situation is. Uh, There was actually a protest earlier today. Well, it was reported on earlier today. uh, Native New Yorkers just outraged at the stream, the never ending stream of illegals that are being brought to their city. I mean, the city is maxed out. All right. They don't have any more room at these hotels. They don't have any more room on the streets. They don't have any more room in the subways. They are at the end of their wits, okay? And they know exactly why this is happening. You guys, I have to say, Joe Biden has done us a favor. Although right now it may appear that he is destroying America, for all intents and purposes, he is. But by doing so, he is forcing the people of this nation who would otherwise not have any clue as to just how bad this stuff is. They have now woken up. They are now standing up and saying enough is enough. So there is actual video of these New Yorkers uh, essentially 
uh, telling people not to come to New York. And uh, it was, you know, Nations over the a little bit hairy. It's really boiling over once again on Staten Island last night. Ten protesters arrested as the group of residents attempted to block a bus full of migrants from getting to a senior living facility. According to police, an additional nine people were issued summonses. One person awaiting charges after the gathering turned chaotic right in front of the former island shores. Beach. So let me ask you this. If they're taking these illegals to a senior care facility, number one, who is paying for them to stay there? And number two, what happened to the seniors? What happened to the elderly people who don't have anywhere to go, who because of the uh, outrageous cost uh, of living in America today, where our, our inflation is out of control and Social Security is what, six or seven hundred dollars a month, maybe twelve hundred dollars a month? What about those elderly people who depend on a senior care facility, the type of place that arguably Joe Biden should be living in? Building. This all coming as officials weigh potential changes to the city's right to shelter law. Governor Kathy Hochul met with President Joe Biden yesterday, and while the topic of the migrant crisis was on the table, the specifics discussed remain unknown as of right now. Cowards. Cowards. You know exactly what's happening. You know exactly what needs to be done, but not enough people up until this point had the balls to stand up and say so. Uh, Surter, and we know, just had a clip of men from Africa, military-age men, going to all points north, east, and west, paid for by our government and recruiting at Mexico's southern border in American clinics. I wouldn't doubt it. I absolutely wouldn't doubt it. Let's go ahead and watch this clip. This is, again, a group of protesters. Why has this anger boiled over so much in the past few weeks? This is not, uh, uh, this is not a good look for, for New York. But is, this, is this guy serious? Why has the anger boiled over? <laughs> Because as you sit in your ivory tower, we the people have to pick up the pieces of this broken nation that you've laid at our feet. These people in New York, no matter which borough they live in, they are directly affected by the systemic influx of illegals coming in at the hands of Governor Mayor Eric Adams. <laughs> are you stu- are you this stupid? Are you really this stupid? clear tension on all sides no it is and we have 8.3 million new yorkers and we cannot allow the numerical minority that show an ugly display of how we deal with the crisis uh, be used as an example of what new yorkers are doing of course new yorkers are frustrated new yorkers are really concerned uh, and even the migrants are are really concerned we are both stating that this crisis should be de- dealt with in a manner where the national government uh, carries out the role that it's supposed to. It should not be left on the backs of mm-hmm. New York City res- residents. And so uh, the police department handled uh, those um, small number of people, and we are not going to allow ourselves to be bullied into uh, carrying out our responsibilities. But I understand the frustration. I'll tell you what your responsibilities are, Eric Adams, to obey the law, to represent the citizens of your city, not to kowtow to illegals that are being brought in by the Biden administration. You know what Eric Adams is upset about? He's upset that Joe's not giving him more money. He's upset that uh, while he's fulfilling his duties as a good communist, uh, he's not getting the benefits that he was promised by the Biden regime. 
All right. So uh, final thoughts here. Uh, we do have uh, a statement from Jesse Waters on uh, the uh, inevitable release of a mugshot by Hunter Biden. Apparently he got when he is pleading not guilty to the brand new gun charges that were brought against him, uh, charges that are arguably only being brought because the DOJ has to have the appearance of uh, of, of no impropriety. Hunter Biden is being charged with crimes that cannot be linked to his father. Any of the crimes that could be linked to his father are simply being left on the table. They're not interested in hearing anything about it. Let's go ahead and take a listen to this. Hunter Biden's attorneys have requested that the president's son plead not guilty to the gun charges over Zoom. Hunter's attorney in a letter to the judge says there is no reason why he cannot utter those two words not guilty by video conference. Hunter doesn't want to show up to a federal courthouse, which our sources tell us would be unheard of. Donald Trump has had to fly all across the country for his indictments, but Hunter can't fly to Delaware. And that's not all. We're also learning of a major development. It turns out Hunter Biden has a mugshot. Back in July, when Hunter first appeared in court, his lawyers say he was photographed and fingerprinted. Now, primetime sources tell us that federal inmates rarely have their mugshots released to the public, only in cases where the federal inmate escapes. And a leak would be very unlikely. The U.S. Marshals have a rigorous digital footprint. So, what is so special about a mugshot that they don't want us to see? Did he smile? Did he look defiant? You know, in light of transparency, this mugshot must be released. Amen. Primetime has put out a Freedom of Information Act request with the Department of Justice and the U.S. Marshals to have Hunter Biden's mugshot released to the public. Let's see it. I believe exactly like Jesse Waters, this is something that we need to see. Uh, Now, finally, Joe Biden continuing to lie to the American people, the same type of uh, projection, uh, obfuscation that we've seen from uh, officials at the DOJ and the FBI. Uh, And right now, the Democrats are really starting to, to squirm because Joe Biden has just been outshone by Donald Trump. As I told you yesterday, he's going to be traveling to the uh, Detroit area to speak to a group of United Auto Workers, which are currently striking in light of Joe Biden's regime and their tactics to force the automakers into making electric vehicles. Uh, this means that the Democrat vote is in question because the United Auto Workers are saying that uh, they're planning to vote for Donald Trump. Now, to add insult to injury, Joe Biden was caught on a hot mic making a snarky remark to Benjamin Netanyahu. Let's go ahead and take a listen to what Joe th- says when he thinks no one is listening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Price. Yeah. Yeah. Mute. Mute. 
he didn't realize he could still be heard. Now, I had difficulty hearing that. Uh, but after the meeting, Joe Biden allegedly said, surprised they haven't asked me about the auto strike. They usually ask about things that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Uh, I don't know what it was that uh, Netanyahu and uh, Biden were there talking about. Obviously, uh, they're talking about globalist, neocon, new world order issues. Uh, certainly his um, his interest in the United Auto Workers uh, is flagging at best. Now, uh, said a by a Democrat strategist to Politico, Trump scooped us. Now, if we announce we're going, it looks like we're just going because of Trump. We waited too long. That's the challenge. And Joe Biden and his ilk continue to red pill the American people, and we continue to wake up every single day to the horrors they have instituted here in our once great land. The United States shall rise again. We will be victorious, and we will defeat the deep state swamp. Let's go ahead and... uh, Go through the thank yous over here on the Foxhole. Thank you so much to Filter Dog One for dropping those shades. Cyber X Speed, thank you for the cookie. Switchrod says, I'm late. Did you discuss the Ivan Raiklin on Bards FM last night? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't actually heard it, um, but Ivan's coming on the show here very shortly. So whatever he said last night, I'm sure we'll be talking about here shortly. Uh, Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog One says, Jacinda sure has a tool, a boneless chicken says uh, length is a much stronger factor in creating hard-to-crack passwords. Make it as long as you can stand. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, I think that all my passwords are, at a minimum, uh, uh, double digits and uh, and and fairly high double digits. Uh, Boise Blanc, thank you very much for the cookie. Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. Filter Dog One, thanks for the can. Filter Dog One also says Garland is a joke. J Two Dank, thank you for the one hundred and seven gold pills. Switchron says sadly Garland isn't the only one larping today. So were members of the committee. C Ranklin on Bards FM. I'll go ahead and check it out. Uh, Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie. Pa- Persnick says I love your humor tonight. Thank you. Porpoiseful. Thank Thank you for the cookie. Ginger45 says you are hilarious about Garland. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Totally uh, unscripted. Von Hitch says, I love you, Zach. Uh, I've been listening to you for, for listening to you for a few years. You are always on point. I appreciate your brother. And then Filter Dog One says, uh, this is an army coming across. Yes, absolutely. It is an army coming across. Uh, let's see. Uh, hope that everybody here is uh, going to be joining me and Brad tonight at 9 p.m. for another historic episode of Altered State. I've got to bounce because we've got to prepare the episode, but I'll pass out the gold pills. And until the next time I see you, whether it's tonight at nine or tomorrow at five or tomorrow at four, good luck and God bless. We'll see you then.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.